fine Cause you're an asshole tonight All right, jabronis, we're back. And just like I said last week, the thankfulness and gratefulness of Thanksgiving right out the goddamn window. The media flooded with garbage. People posting absolute trash on social media. Black Friday, Cyber Monday had people all hot and bothered to get their sales and their deals at the expense of anybody else. They didn't give a shit. And it's clear that most people are still not listening to this show. I mean, besides the, besides the fact that there's only like 40 to 60 listens a week, the fact that nobody is out there being thankful and grateful past the holiday is, is further proof positive that nobody's listening to this shit. If you haven't listened to it, if you skipped over and are listening to this now, go back and listen to that. Eat your humble pie. Feel bad because you're being a piece of shit. Start being thankful again, and then you can come back to this, this episode and listen to this one. And then tell your friends and enemies to listen to that shit too because I'm getting a little tired of people just completely forgetting about how to be nice people to others, how to be nice to others and be happy for with what you have in your life. I will never understand that. People have gotten so soft with that shit. It's just getting me fired up. And we, we're not even two minutes into this goddamn episode. I don't even know how many F-bombs I dropped. Sorry, Terrence, family show. Uh, maybe I didn't say it. I don't know. I'm in like a fog of war right now. And then we got talks of lockdowns coming up again with the China virus, the 5G virus going on because that worked so well the first 18 times they've tried it, crushing people's businesses, people spiraling into deep depressions, suicides off the charts, domestic abuse off the charts. But don't worry. We're protecting you by controlling everything you do and shutting everything down. Meanwhile, we got a we got a vaccine ready to go. Pfizer. They're flying, they're flying it in. They chartered a bunch of flights to get it in here. I think it's like 20 million or so vaccines to start off with in America. 20 like batches, not different types of vaccines, but 20, 20 million batches. I think they're gonna start next week. Or by the time you listen to this episode, this week coming up in the United Kingdom with it, and then hopefully you know the U.S. approves it and starts the spread of the vaccine. Now it's made by Pfizer, so you're gonna you know you're gonna fight COVID. You're gonna have a raging bone daddy for three to four hours. Anything past that, you should probably call them um, as they as they tell you to do. But it's. It's, you know, good things are coming. Yet people, the media especially, still love pushing that chaos and that negativity. And that, and that spills over into our personal lives. Because that's all you see. When, you're, when the market is flooded with that crap, the doom and gloom, the negativity, the trolling, all, this, all the shit we talked about last week, 
when all, that's all you're seeing when you wake up in the morning, you turn on technologies that, you know, I don't blame people for acting like that and forgetting about all the good things they have in their lives. Speaking of, of good things that we have in our lives, protection against child sex predators. <laughs> yeah, we're back with that conversation. I just read an article that had an interview with, I think it was like John McCain's wife. And I don't know when this interview was conducted, but she was quoted saying how everybody knew, all the politicians knew what was going on just before he was arrested and, and suicided by the Clintons. Everybody knew what he was, was going on. Nobody did anything. And she said, and I have no idea why to this day, I don't know why they didn't, nobody did anything about it ever. They all knew what was going on and nothing was done. Now that article is not going to be in the mainstream media or nobody's going to be posting about that on Instagrams or Facebooks or anything like that. So you got to get it from me from the psycho tinfoil hat guy bringing it back to light to remind you that this, this is still a thing. It's still going on and everybody's still burying the story, but it's not dead. So pay attention to that shit and be happy that you and your loved ones are not getting child stooped by politicians and covered up and there's nothing you could do about it now. So be thankful for that. Now on to real news. Get this, real news. In otherwise reputable newspapers, I think it was like at least four different news, quote unquote news organizations that claim to be, you know, journalists posting news articles. New York Times was one of them. I think NPR was one of them. Some other dick bag uh, organization posted this. And it was all over the media too, was that, Joe Biden was playing with his dog and hurt himself. I don't know what I don't know what he did. He pulled a pulled a hammy or something. I don't know. But that was the news flooding the market today or this week. This past week. I don't know. I don't know when you're listening to this shit. But that was the news. We got election investigations going on. Russia probe investigations still going on. We got guys still overseas fighting wars we shouldn't probably be in. But the big news of the week. There's none of that crap. No updates on that. It's that a career, an old ass white dude fell while playing with his dog and now he's hurt. That's it. That's the news. And then there's other organizations that spend their entire time talking about the organizations posting the news article or the dog article. So you have like Biden dog inception going on where you have news articles being posted, media talking about the news articles, and then other media talking about that media talking about the news article about the Biden dog. That's what we got going on in this country this week. And you wonder why I come back to this hotel room like a Ted Kaczynski serial killer and, and pull my chest hair out in anger and frustration that this is what we got to deal with all the time. 
You wonder why people are so depressed and out of their minds lately, protesting and rioting. They're losing their shit because this is what's going on in this country. This is what people consider important. Dog injuries. Unbelievable. We got to, whatever. Let's get positive here. We got to get out of that, that, this negative shit going on. So let's calm down, Libretti. Cool your fucking jets. Sorry, Terrence, family show, I know. Let's step into the cage, though. Okay, let's run. All righty. Today's cage fact is sponsored by Fongul Gabagool, the first delivery service that specifically delivers from Italian delis only. So if you're tired of going on all those other delivery apps to get yourself a meatball sub and you're not seeing your favorite Italian deli or establishment on there, well, now you got a place to go. Fongul Gabagool. Download the Fongul Gabagool app today and use the promo code MUTZADEL for $5 off your first order. Look, guys, I got the call from this establishment doing this delivery service. And they wanted, they wanted to sponsor the show, and I lost my mind with excitement. Could you imagine being able to just call up and, and ordering delivery Italian subs or a breaded chicken cutlet with a little prosciutto on top, some sliced mozzarella on top of that, sprinkle in a couple of roasted red peppers on a toasted Italian roll. Fongul, Gavagul is right. I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. That's all I've been thinking about is it getting delivery Italian deli. You don't see that. You certainly don't see it down here in Virginia Beach. So, look, if it's in your area and you find out it's a real thing, do it. Get it done now. I know my brother's probably looking into it, the Cigar Architect, Nickopedia, Nicky Sticks. I don't know. He's looking into it, I'm sure. All my other Guido friends, Helmet. He would love to get a to-go cutlet delivered right to his house for his sausage fingers to wrap around. Hold on. All right. What were we talking about here? All right. The cage fact. Okay. So this is a quick one. It's a no-nonsense one, but I want to bring it up because, again, I'm getting a little frustrated with people constantly dogging on Nick Cage, thinking that he's a joke and that he doesn't make good movies anymore. Well, I got news for you. There's a new movie coming out. It's a sequel to a smash hit family movie called The Croods. All right? It's coming out soon if it's not out already. And who's the voice of the main character in it? The, the father figure, Grug, I think his name is. Grug, Gog, Gug, Grug, Gru. It's Nick Cage. Main character. Smash hit movie, 2020. Okay, that's all I got for the Nick Cage fact, because I want to shut you haters up and let you know, once again, he's the greatest of all time, the greatest to ever do it. The range on him is unrivaled with his acting ability and range. He's playing a caveman. 
And he did it once before, maybe twice before, and nailed it. All right? So go check that out whenever that comes out. <sighs> I'm still heated. I'm still heated. The only thing I got going for me, the positive today, besides being thankful for all the shit I got in my life, is Fangul Gabagul. Thinking about the chicken cutlet. Shit. All right. Moving on to the junction. Well, today's junction is is like a a potpourri of topics that I wanted to just bullshit about for a little bit. And if you don't know what potpourri is, I don't know. Google it. It's like, I'll try to let's, let's figure out how to explain this. It's like a bowl of fake looking flowers and wood chips that all smell like different shitty scents. And you put it out in public, not public, but in your house for, for guests to smell. I don't know. I know Crazy Carol had it when we were kids. Uh, most Italian-American families got a potpourri bowl somewhere in their house. My grandmother had potpourri bowls everywhere, the bathroom, the, the kitchen, the bedrooms. Uh, I don't know what the point of them is besides they smell good. I don't know how they make them, but it's essentially a mixed bag of shit that smells like different shit. So we're going to do a potpourri of topics uh, talking about different shit that doesn't smell like shit. So the first thing I want to talk about while we're, while we're heated is kind of going back to what, what I talked about several episodes ago with the sheeple out there that follow any stupid bullshit social media trend that's going on. This trend that I want to bring up is, what the hell is it? This is the Spotify one. Now, I don't, I'm not cool. Like, I'm not up to speed on all that shit that happens at the popular stuff, like the TikTok shit that's popular or celebrities or musicians that are up and coming or whatever. I'm not, I'm behind the times on all of that. All right. Um, so I don't really follow what's going, you know, trend wise. I don't, I'm, I'm behind it. So I saw this. I don't know how many times today on Instagram stories, people posting their Spotify, like song, like popular songs that they listen to all year, like what their favorite shit. And they post it for everyone to see. Like, this is what I listen to all year. And I think they did this last year too. I don't know. But it's just reminded me of how like just simple minded and and I don't even know the word to describe it when you're a non-leader, when you're a sheep. I don't know the adjective to describe it. But when you do that, that's what I'm talking about. It's just so mind-boggling to me how many people can ju just look at something that somebody popular might be doing is like, I'm going to do that too. And then everybody just follows suit. Unbelievable to me. It's such a stupid, nobody gives a fuck what music you listen to all year, Randy, Salvatore. Nobody gives a shit that you listen to Dominic the Donkey 5,200 times this whole year. Stop flooding the, the stories, the IG stories and Facebook shit with that garbage. I don't understand it. And nobody can answer the question why. Like, why did you post it? Oh, everybody else did. That's why. And I don't like this. I don't want to say it, but it, oh, it just, because I don't want to feel like my parents or my grandparents or anybody who said that when we were kids, but like, 
if everybody jumped off a bridge or stuck their dicks in an electrical socket, would you do that too? Just because everybody else is doing it? I would hope not, but I, I, I feel like you might. It's just ridiculous how easy it is to convince people to do stupid, pointless shit with no why behind it. No reason, no actual justification at all. Nothing. And people will do it. I don't get it. Stop doing that. Stop it. It's not that hard to just not do it. That's it. You look at people doing a stupid Pied Pods challenge or the Cinnamon Spoon challenge, all this other stupid shit that everyone's doing. You just don't do it. Just look at it and move on with your life. And guess what? You're going to be all right. Because you were all right before this thing existed. You were still living and happy and free. And you're going to be again too after that. Just don't fucking do it. I don't understand. I don't, I don't know how many times I have to say I don't understand why people are doing it. I, I'll never understand that. That whole sheep mentality of just like, oh, it's comfortable. So I'll just follow the crowd blindly like a goddamn idiot. Man, this is supposed to be like a positive episode. So I got to think back to the Fongul Gabagool. Did you ever try the buffalo mozzarella cheese? Like that fresh cut? Put that on top of the brujute? On top of the chicken cutlet? With the roasted pepper? Shit. Toast the bun a little bit before you assemble the sandwich? That's, that's the play right there. The buffalo mozzarella. Go look it up if you're in the Northeast. That's where they got that shit. Maybe in the Midwest. I don't know. I don't think they have it in South Dakota, but that's the play right there. Anyway, my sister sent me this thing. It was a it was an interview with George Clooney. Now, she just sent me a clip. It was the only clip that she needed to send, frankly. It was on a couple days ago. I don't know when it was. I don't know exactly why he was on uh, and what else he was talking about, but the clip she sent me was him talking about his haircut. And normally that sounds like I don't like something I don't give a shit about. I don't care what celebrities do with their hair and how they get their haircuts. But George Clooney talked about how he uses this thing called the Floby. Now, let's take a step back in time a little bit because I don't I don't remember if I ever talked about this before, but my father, JPL3. might have single-handedly kept the Floby makers in business when they first came out. My father is notorious for seeing you know, for buying anything on the as seen on TV commercials. And notorious for it. Anything, the copper knee braces that Brett Favre wears when he takes his dick pics. The Chef Tony's. Have you ever heard of the Chef Tony before? Chef Tony was essentially a, a pan with a grate on top of it that you put on top of your stovetop to cook burgers and chickens and steaks and stuff on it. And it was slightly slanted down that 
into the pan so that the grease and fat would slide down into the bottom of the pan and it wasn't cooking onto like the burger or the steak or whatever. It's supposed to be this revolutionary technology. My father bought 15 of them and gave them out as Christmas gifts to our families. I don't think anybody used them. They were, that was the party favor. That was the Christmas gift that year. That and a loaf of Italian bread. It was the Chef Tony. Absolute trash. George Foreman, in fact, had to come in and take over. And so everybody knows the George Foreman grill. That was pretty much looking at Chef Tony's failed, miserable experiment and just up the game. And my father didn't buy any of those. He didn't invest in Foreman grills. He invested in Chef Tony's. Anyway, the one thing he did get right, though, was the purchase of these Flobies. Now, to paint the picture on the Flobie situation, it was a haircutting device. It wasn't a clippers. It was a device that you would hook up to your vacuum cleaner, like the old Electrolux type of vacuum cleaners usually. That's the one we hooked it up to. And then it had... The cutting mechanism, it was like this remote kind of thing. And it had different plastic levels that you would connect to the, to the cutting mechanism to dictate how, how much hair you cut on your head. Then you would turn the flow beyond, turn the vacuum on, start cutting your head literally like this. You're just cutting like this. You're not clipping around like a normal you're on top and just hitting it like a Stugatz. And then the theory behind it was that the vacuum would suck up all the hair as it's cutting. As the Flowbee is grabbing your hair and cutting it, the vacuum is sucking it up and cleaning it. And it's a, you know, a no mess, no tell, no smell scotch situation. That's a Seinfeld reference for all you heathens out there who don't know what I'm talking about. But the Flowbee was a revolutionary haircutting capability and ever since my father bought that that's what we got for haircuts when we were kids for years i got them my brother used to get them and then my father cut his ear with it and my brother swore off the flow but he blacklisted it for good i don't blame him it's a you know it's a traumatic experience when a flow gets you like that but i i used it he used it on me for a long time he ended up buying once again I don't know, seven, eight Flobies gave him out as gifts. And he stockpiled a couple. They disappeared into the ether of the Libretti junk pile. Now, one of the recipients of that gift was my uncle. Uncle John. Shocker, Uncle John with a mustache. Didn't see that one coming. Anyway, he had the Flobie, used it for years, over a decade. And when he would always joke randomly, hey, you still using the Flobie? Oh, yeah. Every time I got to cut my hair for 15, 16 years now, I use that damn Flobie. And then his broke. And he was devastated. I think he called. He was, he was visiting. Well, his whole family was visiting. And he was like, oh, you know, the Flobie finally broke, guys. I know everyone's going to be sad about it. So I got to figure out another way to get my hair cut. And then JPL3, out of, the, out of the dust of the Libretti garbage pile in the basement or the attic or where, what have you, 
comes out with an unopened Floby and says, Here, Uncle John with a mustache, please continue the tradition. I had this stockpile just for you. That was the only as seen on TV product that my old man purchased that anybody got behind. Anybody can get on board with. Our entire family had them. We used them. My Uncle John now still uses them. It's been 20 plus years and he's using the Floby. Fast forward to George fucking Clooney. Sorry, Terrence Family Show. George Clooney's on CBS Morning News interviewing you know, from, by some idiot lady. And she asked him about his hair, of course, because that's what you, that's important stuff that you want to hear about. And he's like, oh, yeah, I cut my own hair. Been cutting it for years. She's like, well, how do you do it? He goes, oh, I have this thing called the Floby. As, as soon as I heard that, my jaw dropped. Almost as much as when I think about that chicken cutlet sandwich from Fongul Gabagul. Man, that would be so fucking clutch right now. But my jaw dropped like I cannot believe George fucking Clooney uses the Floby. Besides, besides pictures of my niece and nephew, I think that was the best thing my sister has ever sent me in the last 10 years. That video clip of him bragging about he purchased it as seen on TV 20 plus years ago and still uses it to this day. George Clooney. One of the all-time great looking actor fellas in the closet actors. One of the best to ever do it. Uses a Floby. JPL3. I, I gotta give it to him. I don't know what to say. I can't say thank you or like I I don't want to you know blow too much smoke up his ass, but he was ahead of his time in that. He he bought them out. He kept them in business long enough that they can sell to George Clooney to be able to use. So if you're going six degrees of separation here, my father is the reason why George Clooney has such a good head of hair, and I just came up with that myself because that's the way. This critically analytical brain works. And this is why I tell you to start thinking like that because then you, then you connect the dots live right there on the spot. Genius right there. Genius in the, in the works. It's, I, I recorded it for you. It's right there. You can go back and relive that like nobody's business. George Clooney, haircut like none other because of my father, my old man. God bless him. Now we're running on a high note here. A good positive, you know, vibe going on, for lack of a better term. Now I want to talk about the gym session I had today real quick to kind of finish this out because this was a, a bit of a roller coaster of emotions for me. And I'm going to tell you why. So I've been going to this gym here on the, on the base that I've been working at. It's a top-of-the-line gym. It's millions of dollars for this gym, this fitness center. All the varsity athletes go there uh, in the military. It's unbelievable. I have no business being in there. In fact, I feel like an imposter every time I walk in there that I'm even allowed in the same uh, facility as all these top-notch guys. 
Uh, but usually I've been able to work out when nobody's there. It's like me and two other folks. Most of the time I'm actually by myself and it's fantastic. So I've been going, I've been going there working out and I, and I was crushing a, a deadlift day doing a lot of different types of like deadlift type of exercises to work on the legs a little bit. And I was feeling pretty good. I'm making a lot of progress. It's not, it's not like real progress. It's good for me, but not for like a real man who can lift, you know, heavy weights for a long time and is strong. Uh, but for me, it's progress. I, I, you know, I'm up in my weight a little bit, my reps and it was, it was feeling good. You know, I, I got a little bit too big for my britches. We'll say that. And it's almost like the big man was looking up. Santa Claus was looking down on me and was like, we got to, we got to throw this guy a, a slice of a, a slice of pepperoni, humble pie. Uh, because this varsity guy comes in varsity military athlete <laughs> comes in to do his own deadlift workout. I guess he looked like a brick shit house right out of the gate. He looked like, like a brunette Drago from Rocky four. And if you don't know Drago, I got like, I can't, that's unforgivable. We did a whole hour plus episode talking about Rocky four and Drago. Go back and listen to it. Slap yourself upside the head and then come back here. Anyway, this guy was a brick shit house. He wasn't like a Schwarzenegger type. He was like a type that, Carried a hundred pound pack on his back. Uh, on his back, what, what the hell did I say? Pack on his back with a gun, hiking through the hills of Afghanistan or Iraq or wherever for miles and without breaking a sweat. He's that kind of guy, killing bad guys Rambo style, like nobody's business. He comes in, sets up his weights for a deadlift session. He reps. A warm up of 10 with my max weight. His warm up stretch rep set, not rep, his set was what I was maxing out at. Warm up. And then he proceeded to do four more full sets of 10 with increasing weight, like a goddamn animal. Completely deflated me, completely deflated my, my ego, my confidence in myself. All the progress I had made mentally and physically and emotionally was right out of my ass deflated. Could, I couldn't, and I, I looked at it, I just gave him like a head nod, like, you're better than me. You're better than me, and I know it. I'm JV, you're varsity. This is why you are there, and I am here. But then I had to like, I couldn't just quit. I couldn't just go leave the gym with my tail between my legs like a jerk off. So I had to pretend at least to try to compete with him a little bit to let him know like, it's not over yet, buddy. So I slap on a weight vest. I get on the tactical treadmill that they got. You can incline almost straight up. And I hit the, I hit the tread trails for a little while, broke a sweat doing that. Staring right at him, let him know. Inside my heart, I'm almost dead. I'm, I'm almost knocked out. He almost has me. But the eye of the tiger is piercing him 
right across the gym while he's doing his deadlifts to let him know that I'm not dead yet. I'm still here. I'm going to make the team one day. I'm going to make varsity one day. I'm not going anywhere. Meanwhile, my legs are on fire. My confidence is zero. And all I kept thinking was like, it, it's, it's like somebody was, I was like I was on the Truman Show. Somebody was watching me big dicking around the place after a, like a couple good sets of deadlifts for just me and just sent this guy in. He was just waiting in the wings. Hey, Labrady's getting too big for his britches. Get in there. Show him what's up. And he showed me what the hell was up. But I got a little bit back. I got a little bit of that confidence back, that satisfaction, that success, that successful feeling of, of being a champion again because I finished that, that little uh, treadmill hike run how you doing that I was doing, which was extra. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on doing that. I just couldn't leave on that low note, so I had to do that to get some of my machismo back, if you will. So it wasn't a completely dead day. It was Again, it was a roller coaster of emotions. I'm, I'm fighting that, that sinking, depressing spiral that this guy just tossed my way with his ability in the deadlift realm. I'm fighting that, that knockout punch, and I, and I had to climb out of it. I had to climb up to the ropes a little bit. So I got it back. It felt good. It did, I'll tell you, it did make me laugh, though, because it reminded me of this is like the story of my life. And you can ask any one of my friends or brothers that have known me for years and have experienced this. It doesn't matter if it was work or baseball or lifting or at soccer, any sport. I get a little cocky. I start doing, I start doing well on something. Maybe I make a team finally after getting cut three years in a row. Thanks a lot, Embry Riddle. Start thinking I'm, I'm more than I am. Again, too big for my britches, walking around in, in the pants of a six-foot-two guy. Meanwhile, I'm five, six and a half, maybe. And then, and then karma comes in and, and, and chops me down real quick. Coming in here thinking I'm Fonzie. And one of these varsity athletes comes in there and reminds me really quickly that I'm just fucking chachi still. And if you don't know that reference, I don't want to be a friend of yours. Get off my show. You don't deserve to listen to that. And that's all I got today. That's it. We're going to end on a little bit of a high note, a little positivity, the emotional roller coaster that we had today. It was a little draining. Hopefully, I'm trying to watch over here in the background, the, the lighting of the Christmas tree, the Rockefeller tree. We watch it every year. I'm trying to watch this. It's been on for two hours now, and it's just a bunch of absolute jackasses singing. Like, I, I don't care about Kelly Clarkson singing. She, I, how is she still around? How is she still relevant? I don't care about it anymore. I just want to see the tree lit like I do every year so I could go and eat my Reese's peanut butter cup, my dessert, cry myself to sleep like I do every night. I don't, I don't do that, guys. I don't do that. I'm very happy in my life. Everything's great. <laughs> anyway, 
I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget, be grateful, be good to yourselves. What were the three things we talked about? Put it on your calendars. Exercise. Think about others. Be grateful and thankful for the good things you have in your life. The keys to success. I'm going to repeat them again as long as I remember them on each episode. Repeat them again for everybody until it becomes muscle memory. Until you start getting that brain thinking positively all the time and not like a negative Nancy like I am talking about these Spotify trends sheep. All right, that's it. That's, that's is really it this time. I love you guys. Stay strong. And I was talking to your mother just the other night. I told her I thought you were an asshole. 